These are these are reasons why. That also the defense blowing coverages in the first half. Also the Jonathan uh, Cooper fumble recovery uh, that was really you didn't come away with it, bro. You're on top of the ball. It's just like we're so unlucky in so many situations. And there's a handful of other plays you can point to. I mean, the Broncos really beat themselves in this game. I I don't care what any Texans fan will tell tell you. The Broncos beat themselves in this game. It it, it sucks, man. I'm not gonna say you're gonna be like the woulda, shoulda, coulda, but we really should have won this game. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. We are losers. We're losers. Uh, I'm your host, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, Jay Mack and Jordan. This is, man, I'm sorry for, like, the very, you know, poor intro there, but, like, this is the worst I felt as a Broncos fan in a long time. A long time. Um yeah, it's I, I'm I'm honestly at a I'm honestly at a loss of words right now. Like I my setup looks terrible right now. I just bro I, I don't I don't even know what to say right now. It, Broncos lose twenty two to seventeen in Houston. J Mac was at the game. He'll give you guys his thoughts on everything being there in person. A lot of Broncos country was there. So everybody that went to the game, I'm so sorry you had to deal with that. Like this, honestly, bro. I'm not even lying to you. This feels worse than the seventy to twenty. It does, in my opinion. Like the seventy to twenty hurt, but at least. At least there's still a bunch of games left ahead. This game, you needed this one so bad, and it was so winnable. I can't, I can't say that about the Dolphins game. So, like, I, f- I would rather just get destroyed than rather than lose a heartbreaker like this. But, I mean, this this one sucks, man. How, how, how are you guys feeling? Fuck. This, I, fuck. Fuck. I'm I'm sorry, you know, for everybody who doesn't like profanity, but fuck, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The game. Shout out to Apollo. I got to meet you, man. It was good meeting you. Sorry, I didn't catch up with you after the game. I didn't want to catch up with fucking anybody after the game. <laughs> the game. Amir, it was worse than Dolphins lost. It was horrible. It was so horrible. I know every game on this winning streak that we had, it was like, yeah, they play with my emotions. But this one right here, like, y'all don't know. I hate the Texans. I hate – I'm growing up, living in Houston, I hated the Texans. They've always been poverty. I, I, I like CJ Prayer and Tank Dale and them, but I hate the Texans. So this one was just even more of a gut-wrenching – I mean, I, I'm – we going to get into what happened. I'm just – I'm pissed. Fuck. So it looks like the the Jordans on the Broncos Avenue podcast are zero and two in real life games, and uh, Amir is the only one that won. And it was against the Bears, and it was had to do with a comeback. But man, it, me me J Mac, I would just say the Jordans have seen the two most brutal losses this season by far. Bro, just real quick, I was two and zero. I didn't want to say it on the last podcast. I've been to two Bronco games in Denver. I was two and fucking oh. In the third game. Well, it, it is, man, three very interesting right now, isn't it? Three. The number fucking three. Very interesting right now. But oh boy. Fuck me over. God. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I was thinking literally in the middle of the game. I was like, all three of us have been to games that were noon. 
And I was hoping that this time around, the last time the Broncos were in a, a you know a down situation where they're down several possessions in a noon game, the last time they're even in a noon game, they came back from twenty-eight to seven. I was like, hopefully we can do it again. But we're so cl- that's the worst part about this one. We are so close. We, I'd rather there were so many. I that's what I was saying. Like, like, that's what. Like, I said it as soon as as soon as the game like ended. I said I'd rather us just get blown out forty to fucking three than this. Ain't y'all? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start talking about reasons why the Broncos lost today. And I was I was right about to talk about it. Self inflicted wounds just really felt like the the main reason why Broncos lost today. I mean, there are several things to talk about. I mean, first the Alex Singleton late shove on Stroud. I don't give a shit what anybody says about CJ Stroud headbutting him. Yeah. I, I don't care. I would. I'm glad he headbutted him. This is this is a physical game. They're gonna get into it. Singleton, you're an idiot for shoving him. Why'd you do that? Why you? That's a whole seven points opposed to three. These are these are reasons why. That also the defense blowing coverages in the first half. Also the Jonathan uh, Cooper fumble recovery. Uh, that was really you didn't come away with it, bro. You're on top of the ball. It's just like we're so unlucky in so many situations. And there's a handful of other plays you can point to. I mean, the Broncos really beat themselves in this game. I I don't care what any Texans fan will tell tell you. The Broncos beat themselves in this game. It it, it sucks, man. I'm not going to say you're going to be like the woulda, shoulda, coulda, but we really should have won this game, to be honest. The self-inflicted wounds hurt. I will say, just to go off every point that you said, the, the, the blown coverages, it was zone coverage. Um, one of them was on coverage. I know the big play to Nico. Look, I'm fine with it. It was man to man. Nico beat Fabian Moreau. See, I can live with that. But when Van Joseph goes to that zone coverage and you got Brevin Jordan of all people wide open going for 40 yards, it's very it it, it really sucks. But in the Alex Singleton play, I'm not gonna lie, nobody saw CJ Stroud head but him. Alex Singleton drawing up CJ Stroud and pushed him for no reason, dude. It's a false start. Calm down. Like, you're acting like, like, bro, like, what did you gain from that? You gave up a touchdown. See, plays like that should get guys benched. Like, he should be, he should have got benched for, I don't care what, how he played for the rest of the game. You gave up seven points because you was too, he should have, like, like Amir said, he should have had, he should have had butted you. Because, I mean, what was that? You draw, came up, the, the, the play is dead. You go up to CJ Stroud and push him. Causes the points, the self-inflicted room, uh, the the, the self-inflicted wounds, the drop from Corlin Sutton on the first pass play of the game was just absolutely brutal. We didn't recover from that until like the third quarter. Um, the middle eight, god awful. We talked about that being one of the um, just very self-inflicted. For my biggest reason that we lost today was Mister Unlimited, and I'm gonna just be honest. I've been I, I I've been defending him. I never said he was doing anything extraordinary, but I said he was playing well. Felt like Sean had him on a leash and he was doing his job. Hell, I made a video yesterday that me and Amir posted about him proving him and the Broncos proving the goddamn doubt is wrong. And what did Russ do today to thank me for that? He throws goes out there and throws three of the most god awful interceptions I've ever seen. Like I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback make bad throws like I saw Russ today. As any quarter, I mean, I've seen Drew Locke throw ducks, but I expected Russ threw them at the worst times possible. And Jonathan Cooper on that fumble, just stop it. I don't even know what that was. We should have got the fumble recovery. Russ threw the most god-awful pass to Derek Stingley, the first pick. The second play, he had Corlin Sutton open for the whole route. And then he waited to throw the ball. And when he threw the ball, he underthrew it. 
Why are you throwing a touch pass, a, a, a jump ball in the middle of the field, Russ? Bro, it's no safety back there. You easily can just just throw it up and tell Corlin to go get it in the last interception. My God. I mean, this. I will say this. On the third and two, we should have ran the ball. We shouldn't have done the play action, bootleg, in the I round, agree. whatever we ran. We shouldn't have done that. I should have, we had two timeouts, and because of what we did, we ended up wasting two timeouts because of it. And that's really why we – that's part of the reason why we got in the position that we were. But, Russ, man, you break the sack, it's third down. Why are you throwing up a prayer? You got one more play at the eight-yard, whatever, the six-yard line. You got one more play, man. There was no need for you to throw it up into Lucas Kroll. For, 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 you threw it up to Lucas Kroll. It wasn't like you threw it up to Kroll and suddenly lead the league in uh, reds on touchdown. You threw it up to, to Lucas Kroll. And uh, Russ is the reason why we lost his game. People going to say C.J. Stroud special. He's really good. But to me, he didn't really do anything too special today. Um, he made some some good throws, but he had all day to throw for most of the game. Russ, Wide open receivers too. Russ sold us his game. It's just it, it's that like he cost us his game. Every chance we had to take the lead, every possession we had a chance to take the lead, Russ threw a pick. It was on Russ. So I was hinting at it on Twitter as soon as the first drive ended. I'm like, this is gonna be like a drop back type of game. This is gonna be a Russ type of game. So I didn't want to really tweet it out word for word and really say we're going to learn a lot about Russ today. But you can kind of get that feeling off the very first drive, two deep shots of sudden, you knew Payton was going to open it up a bit, try to take some shots down the field. So in my mind, because I, if I would have tweeted that on Twitter, I know I would have gotten killed then. But look how that turned out. But in my mind, I'm like, we're going to learn a lot about Russ and this passing game right now. And Lord and behold, we learned a lot. And I know we've been uh, – we've started off negative on this uh, episode, and rightfully so. I mean, we lost. We have to point out the facts. I will say, before we get back into the negatives, I will say on a positive note, I do like how our receivers did play. I thought our receivers played well. I thought they gave us a chance to win. Now, we've said it a lot on this podcast. They can only control what they can control. And that proved furthermore today. So to take a little positive out of a negative, I'll say that about the wide receivers. And Amir, we can get it. Uh, we can get this uh, show rolling. I, I mean, I have to say I didn't learn anything about Russell Wilson. He just proved what I said at, after that Chiefs game, right? Yeah. What 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 have I been saying this whole time? I will say though, I'm actually not as mad at Russell Wilson as you guys are, to be honest. I do, I do think he those interceptions were pretty bad, but they're during the fourth quarter he was making some he was making some good plays to keep us in the game. So I do have to acknowledge him for that. I do have to acknowledge him for that. But like I like I said, um, and my my Jared Stidham take to this day is still pretty bad. Not gonna lie, but we do in the future we probably we're probably gonna be looking at a quarterback sooner than a lot of fans would have to admit um but overall i'm not as mad at russ as uh maybe some people are um but those interceptions man they really really bad and then j mac brought up a good point like you you could have threw the ball away on that third down like you the, you didn't have to force it to lucas crow of, of all people it, it was just it was just a bad throw and then the, the very first one to Derek stingley that was tipped by will anderson i mean that's just that's a great play by him that's honestly just because the, the dude's like literally like five foot eleven, so like he leads the league in batted passes. So at this point, it's like 
you kind of expected at this point. Yeah, I mean, I will say this. I will disagree with you in one aspect. The the Derek Singley interception, the first one was was horrible. That was one of that was the worst throw I ever seen by Russell in a Bronco uniform. That was awful. We had momentum. Like I, bro, we had the momentum. We fought, we we scored, forced the uh, CJ sack, the fumble, we getting the ball back. Crowd loud. On the first play, it wasn't even like it was it wasn't even close. Like I watched Russ throw the ball directly to Derek Stingley. It was a low, horrible. Like it was just like he barely put any air behind it. Like watching this game, seeing him in person, it's just like, like I don't think Russ puts enough air on the ball. Like he's just fuck it. Like bro, what, come on, bro. Like it. I one thing I will say I saw from Russ. It also it was just a lot of lack of like effort. Like it seemed like he didn't really care whether or not he wanted to win the game. That's just me. Like just I disagree. I'm gonna say like in terms of just, like his his his, his demeanor like. Nothing phased him. Like it was just he threw the pick and was just like, like it was nothing that to me. To me, seeing what I saw in person, it didn't show that. Just to me, I'm not saying that Russ doesn't want to win or Russ doesn't care about the game. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what I saw today, and it wasn't just Russ. It was a lot of guys on the team I saw today where they didn't seem as motivated as what I thought they were gonna be. I mean, it's like a playoff game, and we came out kind of like, eh, but. I'm still putting the game entirely on three. Yeah, there was I, – I I I think there was times throughout the game where the defense could have played a little bit better, but I think they held up. They allowed 22 points. Um, Jordan brought up the receivers. Jerry Judy, wide open, wide open on – he had should have scored twice today. Like, he had one one um, Judy region posted, and I think Jordan posted on Twitter, and then the one in the end zone. I'm watching on the, the first and go, he, Russ had Javante wide open in the flat. He didn't throw Javante's walking in. Like, people, you go back and watch it, Javante, he, I think he has Desmond King to beat, and he's in the end zone, easily. Russ didn't give him the ball there. The second and 10, Russ just, I understand he's moving around a lot, but, dude, Judy is right in your face. Like, he's right there. Like, he's literally three yards away from you. How do you not see him right in front of you? Just throw the ball away. I'm putting this game on Russ, and I, I've been really, I'm one of Russ's defenders, and I'm saying this was horrible. This was awful. In the biggest game of the season, yeah, we're, we're probably gonna have to find another quarterback. I'm not saying draft or what we're gonna do, but I just don't believe. I don't believe Sean can keep putting them on his leash, and we can go as far as winning a Super Bowl with him. I don't know, man. This because it seemed like he put him off the leash today, and Russ burnt that whole damn house down. That's why I kept on saying during the winning streak, it's quite impressive that we're doing this with such a limitation on the quarterback. Yep. But a lot of people were kind of shrugging it off because. I get it. We were winning and people just wanted positivity. I understand that. But at the end of the day, you know, you still have to look at, you know, what's in front of us and what the truth is. And there's limitations to the quarterback right now. Now, whether we saw the reason why there's limitations because Russ simply cannot hit an open receiver right now. Whatever it is, I think his eye level is too down. I think Lombardi talks about it every week that Russ is just afraid to get hit every single time. And that's been over the course of his later uh, part of his career now. I would say this, and I think this is easy to say. The better quarterback won the game today. I thought C.J. Stroud played uh, good for how he played, especially against his Broncos defense. But, man, I know I bring it up a lot, and I know a lot of people get mad when I bring it up. And it's it gets probably a bit annoying when people always hear me talk about him. But, Jesus, guys, it's getting to a point. It's bad. It, 
I mean, I was told I can't complain when we're on a winning streak, even though I still published that article. But since we lost, I'm going to bring it back up again. Isn't it kind of crazy how we're treating the 15th overall pick <laughs> in the 2020 draft? I mean, again, I will be – and let me let me say this. I will be saying this if this was Cortland Sutton. I will be saying this if it was Brandon Johnson because I even like Brandon Johnson. I will be saying it if there was any other wide receiver. But just because it's Jerry Judy, he's a 15th overall pick from South Florida like me, I have a little bit more favoritism towards him. But it's getting to the point where there are clips every single week, not every other week, every single week that he is open and not just open. There is a guy, there's not a guy near him. And it really, really got to me when I saw him just fall down after when he was wide open on that play and he would just fell to his knees. Like, I, I don't know what to do anymore. I feel that for him. I feel that for him. I don't know what he should do now. The, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm running out of words to describe how to get the ball to him. And one last thing on this whole Judy thing before you guys go, because I want to hear your thoughts about this, because I think people are tired of me talking about Jerry Judy. But the second and goal play, I rewinded it. I even posted it on Twitter. My thing is still blowing up right now. I think if the protection is, is there and it's great, he gets it to him. But I've seen Russ make that play a lot. And I think if he would have locked into Judy and not Cortland, I think that would have been a touchdown because Judy had a little shake and bake route and he was open for the game when he touched down. But I want to hear your guys' thoughts about this. I need to see the all 22 on it, to be honest. There's a lot of plays I need to see the all 22 on this. The reason I'm not as like mad at Russell, and don't get me wrong, I think he is a big reason why we lost today. But the O line, we got we can't, you know, just not talk about ignore the O line the way they play today. The pressure was just too much today for how much that we're paying to the O line, how much we invested. And how well that they, they played, they extremely underperformed today. There was pressure on it felt like almost every drop back. Now I will say in the fourth quarter, they did start to improve a little bit, but there was just too many plays where, like, yeah, Russ did throw some really bad haymakers, uh, you know, to Derek Stingley and everything, and the, the interception at the end, obviously, to uh, Jimmy Ward and all that. But there's some other plays where he could he could have had positive yardage, but instead the O-line just couldn't block to save their life. I mean, Will Anderson literally looked like prime Von Miller. Like, I don't know. Just <laughs> like he, or he just looked crazy today. He looked crazy today. So, uh, the, in the offensive line, just not great. Uh, but Russell Wilson, we can talk about him all day. Jerry Judy, you're talking about him. I mean, at this point, I, I stopped talking about him because we literally have get listed all the reasons and the, the offense isn't going to get the ball to him at this point. So there's really no point in talking about it at this point. I'm, Fair. He definitely, if he, was, if he was on a different team post trade deadline, he would be balling out right now, and he wouldn't be, you know, receiving this uh, treatment. Uh, we all know that by now. So yeah, um, I'm gonna go answer your question first about Judy Jordan. Yeah, I what did you see? Game, you were there. What did you yeah, see? Yeah. I, I, well, first I said after last game, I said I want to see them. Well, well, I can't remember it was the last game or the game after the Vikings game. And I said I, I want to see him get more involved in the offense, um, and I think Sean Payton is doing that. I think that Sean Payton is. Literally, I'm not saying he's drawing a plays just for Judy, but I feel like he's getting him open. Mm-hmm. Russ is not like he, Russ is only he only throws to Mims or Sutton. Like he only throws to Judy when he has to. Like and, and it's I'm not. Look, I'll say this: quarterbacks, yeah, they have their guys, 
but they still hit the open man. Like, Russ is just not hitting Judy. And today, like, I literally watched the play that went viral on Twitter, the one of him being wide open and falling yeah. his knees. Me and the dude next to me were like, bro, Judy. we were like, dog, 10, wide open. <laughs> like, Judy is wide open calling for the ball. And I'm like, and Javante, too. Javante, like, it was, um, I think it was the last drive or one of the last drives. And Russ is, Russ is like, trying to roll out or something. And Javante is sitting right in the flat in his face, and he has to wave his hands and, like, Russ, look at me. I'm wide open. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's been, but it's been like this all year. But yeah, I'm, Judy. I, if I'm Judy, I don't even want to be back, honestly, because it's, he's just not getting. I don't know what it is with Russ and him. Russ just doesn't like throwing him the ball. He doesn't look his way. Judy is his last read. How's your wide receiver to your last read? Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't get how that happens. But you're right about the offensive line, Amir. The offensive line was horrible today. God awful. Terrible from from the the it, the fourth quarter it got a little bit better, but because the momentum was kind of shifting a little bit. Yeah. But it was still very bad. How do you how do you have the game you had against Cleveland? Zadarius Smith and Miles Garrett and all those boys over there. And you go into Houston and Jonathan Grenard, Sheldon Rankins, and I'm Will Anderson is good. But you let them do what they did. Like they got pressure every single play. Every single, every single pass play. I Russ had to break at least like six sacks today. At the bare minimum. Russ was I hate to say he was running for his life. Like he was literally like the pressure was it was really bad. And I think I yeah, the um the first possession after halftime, talked about the middle eight, two sacks right off the bat. Easy. Jonathan Bernard got there easy. And I think Will Anderson got there easy. It's just gotta be better. And Garrett Bowles is just you gotta you gotta be a little bit more consistent, man. You do really good on Miles Garrett, and you talk the way you talk. About talking about some this team can go if I'm playing where the team can go for however far they want to, and then you go out there and do what you did today. You just gotta be better. Yeah, I think in that aspect, especially with the offensive line, I think they underestimated Will Anderson a bit, especially down the stretch, especially when he was cutting us early in the game. You would think we'd chip him a bit. And I didn't see any of that, at least on my end. But I think, yeah, Mike McGlinchey today, I think he just simply just got his ass kicked. Uh, I mean, it happens. Uh, he's been playing good, too. That, that that was the most shocking part, that it was kind of unexpected. I thought he was going to have his ways with uh, Will Anderson, but today was just one of those days for McGlinchey. I, I even saw one of the run-blocking plays, even the, the CBS broadcast guy said that McGlinchey kind of messed up on one of them. But, um. Yeah, it just wasn't the – it was shocking to see the offensive line kind of crumble a bit against this Houston defensive line. Yeah, I mean, besides self-inflicted wounds and then the turnovers by Russ, I mean, the, the pressure on both sides of the ball is the reason we lost today's game. I mean, you even talk about the defensive line. It felt like we were getting, like, non-existent pressure. I mean, the, the defense had five sacks, which is more than Houston's, which is great. But besides that, there was too much inconsistency, not, you know – just not enough pressure being generated throughout all four quarters. Like it was just too stagnant, to be honest. So that's a reason why CJ shocked all day. And then that's a reason why the secondary did not play, you know, to their best. And I know we talked a lot about the, the zone coverage and everything, but in my opinion, the, they've played well in zone coverage during this five game winning streak. Dating back to that, that Packers game, we were still running a lot of zone and they're playing well, but 
Today, they just simply are blowing coverages. P.J. Locke blew a few. Uh, Fabian Moreau uh, got beat a little bit. Even Pastor Tan got beat a little bit by Nico Collins. Nico Collins had nine catches, nearly 200 yards today. Like, yeah, and damn. The, the, yeah, the thing was he, was, he was the only guy eating. Yeah, he got pat on that one play where Pat missed the tackle. But, I mean, really, they gave up a lot. Yeah, they get the most they gave up was it was a mixture of zone and man, but more zone. But it was also CJ had all day. Like you brought, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. The inconsistency. We didn't get pressure until like the end of the third quarter, in the fourth quarter. We, we didn't the pressure in the first half was non-existent. I mean, bro, CJ had like six to seven seconds to throw. Guys are done running their routes, and then he just extended the play at that point. That's when Nico Collins got most of his catches. Was literally off CJ just having all the day in the world, and he's just gonna just follow with CJ and get open catching. So the pass rush, but I've been saying the pass rush has to be better. If you want to make it into the playoffs and winning these games down the stretch, when you're playing a Justin Herbert and the Jared Goffs, you're going to have to generate way more pressure than we did today. I know five sacks look good, but like Amir said, it's got to be consistent. I mean, talking about Nico Collins real quick, everyone knows how I love wide receivers. That kid can ball. Uh, I like Nico Collins a lot. I mean, Houston was feeding him like he was like the 15th overall pick, but that's all right. The defense, though, for the Broncos on the second half, I do like the adjustments they made, though. We had five sacks in the game, all of it in the second half. They came to play in the second half. They played with more of an attitude in the second half, you can tell. And P.J. Locke on that one drive, it was like the P.J. Locke drive. It was a tackle for loss, sack, everything. everything. He came to play today in the second half as well. But uh, the, I thought the defense – did their part for for the most part. They they really did. They they did what they had to do. It could have been a lot worse, especially with the way we started. But this team battled back through adversity, which they've had all season. I mean, this is a team that's was one and five, and now they're six and six. I think if you would have told us that before, we would take it. But listen, there's a lot of avenues. No pun intended. There's a lot of avenues we can take from this game, especially like the positives. But at the end of the day, this is this was a very winnable game, and it, that that's the the worst part about it, and just the gut wrenching part about it. Yeah, this team showed a lot of resiliency in the second half, but just couldn't get it done. I mean, we're literally a few few different throws away from completely talking about us differently about a seven to five yep. team, and just you're know, raving about a whole bunch of different players right now. I mean, the two only players that I can really rave about in today's game were PJ Locke. Obviously, talked about he he made his presence known on several drives. I mean, he at this point, I, I've said it for weeks now. I think he's our franchise safety. I think. Uh, as long as he can continue to play like this over the next five games, he's the guy next year. And when KJ comes back from suspension, by the way, I, I don't want to see Kareem Jackson starting. That's that's my take. But um, another guy I want to talk about, I know Court dropped that pass in the opening drive, but, man, he is so good. Like, Corlin Sutton is such a damn good receiver. Imagine you get him and Judy the ball more, and you're not actually just constantly looking down at the line of scrimmage and everything. When you actually keep your eyes downfield, look, hit the open receivers, what those two could do as a duo in the NFL, they could be damn near top five. Like they are so good. Corlin Sutton, man, he's just that touchdown, ridiculous. And I do have to say, that was a dot by Russell Wilson. How, how was that to see in person, J Mac? Not gonna lie, it was crazy. I didn't think Russell was gonna actually throw it. I didn't like when he like I'm like I like I saw Core open. Well, I, I, I didn't think he was open. I saw Core running down the field, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I don't think I was like he's not going to court, is he? And when he threw it, I got scared. I'm like, don't tell me, don't tell me he's gonna throw a pick. And it he fit. I don't know how he 
uh, fit the ball in the spot he did. But he made another great throw, too, to Jerry Judy on that. I think it was the last drive it was. No, 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 no. no. It, it was the drive he Second scored with the sneak. Yeah, it was the drive he scored with the, 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 drive he scored with the sneak. That throw to Judy fitted it right in the pocket. It was a, it was a really good yeah. one. Yeah. Surprised, surprised he threw that one because that was there a lot. Especially in the first half uh, where he threw it to, I think it was Sun on the interception. You can see right next to Sun, it was Judy uh, uh, got his guy off and he had a wide open touchdown. But again, I digress with all of that and uh, all that conversation about that because it's, it, it's just a bit annoying. But I agree with you, Amir. I've always thought something was good. Now that he's had a little bit of a resurgence, now I think everyone's getting to see it a bit. But he had seven targets, only two receptions. I think that can change a bit. But I thought he did the most with his opportunities. I thought I think that's a very misleading stat, if I'm being honest. The seven targets to two receptions, I thought he played better than that. But at the end of the day, I do think when you get more people involved, Stun still can get even better at that point alongside any other receiver we have on the team. Yeah, that play design on the Judy uh, catch down the field that set up the Russ uh, QB sneak, that was beautiful by Sean Payne. Suns run the deep post, Judy's freezing wide open. That was what I was talking about one of our other episodes. Sometimes use Sun as the distractor to get Judy the ball. I feel like we're always using it as Judy the guy to open up the receiving game for Sutton. Yeah, and it was crazy because I was right there. And, like, I saw Judy run it. I was like, Bro, his route running is ridiculous. Like I already knew it, but just seeing the way it's crazy. But yeah, I agree. They they definitely got to start getting. Uh, I've been saying it for weeks. They got to get Judy the ball more. And th- literally, I would. It was multiple Bronco fans behind me. Like they need to give him the damn ball. <laughs> like they just need to give him the ball more. Sad. I uh, yeah, I don't know when they're gonna learn, but hopefully this is a wake up call. Even though we've, I thought we've had a lot of wake up calls this season. But hopefully this is the one that's it. You, you never know. I, I still have trust in Sean Payton. Uh, I think we're still very much in the playoff hunt. I don't think the season is nowhere near over. It just hurts more because we were legit one play away from winning the game, and we still didn't even convert a third down. That's how crazy that was. We didn't convert one third down, and we could have still won the game. It is what it is. Yeah, 0 for 11 on third down was crazy. I wanted to talk about that. How about Marvin Mims on that uh, that go route downfield? Just cooked Derek Stingley, cooked him. But Russ underthrew the shit out of that pass. So that was another that was another throw we didn't even talk about. That should have been another deep Marvin Mims touchdown. That was God. Man, he just, that, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't exactly. Terrible call by the ref too, by the way. But that should have been that should have been another uh, reason, another good play to show why we traded up for Marvin Mims, but. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I could have sworn Russ's one of his best attributes was his deep ball. Seems like today, today he underthrew every single deep pass that was presented. From what I saw, he underthrew a lot. Marvin Mims was. We we saw the play. Like we, uh, you could feel that a big play was coming because they 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 um they switched the personnel. They ran Mims in. You could just feel. I was like, I feel like they're gonna take a huge deep shot here. Mims cooked them like you said, right bomb. All Russ got to do is just throw it out. If you put the ball out an extra 15 yards, Mims is going to go get it. Like, Stingley wasn't going to catch up, and Russ underthrew the hell out of it, and we had to punt. It's fucking ridiculous. Again, I thought I played our receivers played well. I thought Mims, when he was in there, he played well. I thought he got open uh, quite a few times. I think he only had two targets, but still. I liked actually that one screen he caught 
and had those uh, yards after the catch. I thought that was pretty nice. I think we should do that more with our playmakers, but uh, obviously that's not up to me. But I thought Mims played well, even in the in the punt game. I thought he did the most he could do, even though the Texan special teams did kick our ass today. The Texan special teams was really, really good today. Yeah. Um, I just want to leave off on a positive note saying that, and I truly mean this when I say this, when I do think this team is still capable of a playoff spot. Yes. I, I don't think the season is over. I do think there's still a lot of football left. I was just talking to one of my friends yesterday. Like this, this end of the schedule is not as crazy as we initially thought. Like these are winnable games. We are, like I said, we are just a few throws away from literally being seven and five right now. Talking about this team being different, like differently. We just killed ourselves today, man. I mean, I, I feel like we're we really are a seven to five football team right now. We we can win these remaining games, and like I like me and J Mac were talking about with uh, Ryan McFan on the show, like we can afford to lose two of our next six. That at the time we said that we can't afford to lose two of the next six. Like ten and seven, it'll be a little bit iffy if you can get in, but there's the season's not over. So that that's where I want to leave off on the show. I don't. I genuinely believe that the Broncos can still make the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think it's over. I mean, this was just this was just a very painful loss, just especially for me. I was right there in the end zone, saw the whole thing happen. So it was very like, man, I just I can't believe we lost that game. But um, I think we can still make it. Um, I think we can only afford to lose one more game, and that may be the, the Detroit game. The Chargers look awful. Um, you know, I don't know how they're going to look against us, but they scored six points against the Patriots today. Six looked, to zero is crazy. Yeah, and uh, we got them in LA. It's a it's a divisional game. It's ticky tag. They don't have some of their best players, but I think you know we can we can only afford to lose one more game. You're not making the playoffs in nine and eight in the AFC. You're just not. You're gonna have to be ten and seven. I think it's possible. I think it's gonna be tough. I'm not gonna say sit there and say we got an easy road. I think we can beat the Patriots and all these other teams, but I think the Chargers and the Raiders is gonna be tough. It's divisional. Regardless of how bad they're playing, it's going to be a little bit tough, a little bit. This is It's a divisional game. Those games can go either way. Um, but I think I don't think it's over. I just really wanted us to win this game. This game was huge for, like, in terms of if it's a tiebreaker. Like, because now I don't think the, Tex the Texans might win out. Their schedule is easy. They got, like, the Jets, Titans, Browns. It's a very easy-looking schedule. So you're going to have to hope that one of the teams like Pittsburgh falls out or the Browns fall out because the Texans are making the playoffs. I'm just going to they're, 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 they're making the playoffs unless they just shit the bucket. But I think most definitely we can still make it if the Browns. The Browns or the Steelers can fall out, which I think the Steelers might have lost today. But, um, yeah. yeah. And the Browns, hey, the Browns could easily – they're, they're going to lose some games because Joe Flacco ain't getting it done. So, you, so, so some, some teams could fall out and the Broncos can still make it. It's still hope. I will say, I do believe, by the way, that 10 wins should get you in the playoffs, but yeah. we did say that last year, and I think not only one nine-win team got in, but a few others almost got in too. So it's going to be – I mean, it's the NFL. We, we truly – anybody can be anybody on every single week. It really showed with just our season in general. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree with you. This season far from over, especially with the schedule we have coming up. Uh, before I got to say something, J-Mac – how were the Denver fans in there? Because it sounded like it was a Denver crowd. Dog, it was it was majority Denver fans there. I sat That's on the visitor like. side, but it was nothing but orange. Like it was Texas fans there. I'm not gonna say it wasn't. It was like if I had to give a percentage, it's like 55-45, we won. 
like wow. Bronco fans. But I expected that though, because that's how it is. Like, I that mean, yeah, Bronco fans, they took over, but they were quiet, man. We were, bro, we, we had three points going into halftime. Like, it was, we were defeated. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was some Bronco fans still cheering. I was like, I'm ready to go home. Like, we finna lose. <laughs> and then we ended up coming back. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie. The atmosphere at the end of the game was crazy. I don't think, I don't have, I haven't been to an NFL game where it's come down to the wire like that did. It's just, man, that shit was heartbreaking. Like, I, it, the the way, like, you go look at my uh, story, like, I was right there by the end zone. It was very, oh, my God, it broke my heart. <laughs> Couldn't believe Russ threw that pick in the end zone. Oh, my God, man. But, that, that that's how it kind of was in Miami. It, I, it wasn't 55-45 Denver, but it was nearly close to 50. I would say like 60-40 Miami just because Miami fans showed out for the Dolphins because at the time they were, you know, a juggernaut. They still are now. But yeah. Denver fans do travel well. But the last yeah, thing I want to leave off, the last thing I want to do leave off on, just a quick positive note. A lot of the mistakes that happened today for Denver, it's not like the Texans were – I don't mean this as a shot the Texans. They weren't the better team. It's just a lot of self-inflicted stuff. And that's what I was saying in the beginning of the season. These are just a lot of self-inflicted wounds that we just keep on doing to ourselves. That's why I'm really not worried for the next games. I think Champagne's going to fix it. He's done it before. He'll do it again. So that's why I'm not even worried a bit. But a lot of self-inflicted wounds that should and would get fixed. Yeah, exactly. Still five games left of the season. Uh, 10, 11 wins will probably get you in. Um, yeah, so like, like I said, man, you got to have the optimism going in these next five games. I do I do trust in our coaching staff. Um, I do, I do uh, trust in you know our offensive line to rebound. I do trust in Russ to rebound. Um, and that's all you can really do, man. The trade deadline's passed. It's not like you're just going to start cutting guys and win football games. Like you have to trust in your players. What else can you do? So, uh, it's it, man, it's win or go home. Yeah, I feel like we we have to try to obviously go one and zero every single week. But like J Max said, you could really only lo- afford to lose one more game. So, be be uh, you know, stay tuned with us into uh, you know, the end of the season on the show, um, because we're going to be coming at you with these game previews, uh, letting you know specifically, um, you know, how the Broncos can come on top of these matchups. And thank you so much for the support on our uh, other episode, our last episode, the great game preview. We uploaded it like literally 24 hours yeah. before the game and it got like a thousand views on youtube in only like 12 hours like that that's ridiculous and then We're a few back. hundred more on spotify like i i appreciate all the support and everybody um but make sure if you're listening on youtube right now hit the like button subscribe uh help us get to 2,000 subscribers on the show we're coming up on the end of the year when i keep growing the channel uh comment down below as well that'll help us out as always if you're listening on spotify apple podcast leave a five star rating that helps us out tremendously over on that platform and turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. But with that being said, I'm your host, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, J-Mac and Jordan. To the next one, peace out, everybody. Peace out, everybody.